Atenção! Um, so he swapped one song called Strange for another song called Strange. Joining me to talk about today is Spencer Seams. Hello, Spencer. Hello, dear. Now, in terms of a genre, um, I want to say <laughs> uh, revenge song. I don't know. I mean, um, to me, like I, I don't, I don't generally kind of put autobiography onto Prince songs, but this mm-hmm. is around that. This, this obviously all happened around the time that Prince was getting divorced from Maite. Okay. And so a lot of the lyrics here kind of like, particularly when he said that the, the phrase that comes to mind mm-hmm. is where he says, um, I got your package. And I always imagine that that is the divorce papers that Prince has mm. received from Maite. <laughs> uh, whether or not that's completely true, I don't know, but like, that's, that's how I always kind of picture it. I'm always like, Oh, okay. Prince is feeling a little bit bitter here, but I think the genre is kind of, um, I don't know. Like to me, it feels like early nineties hip hop. Like it, like it's, like the weird cousin to like it takes two like it yeah a bit but then it kind of goes into but, but like the the beat itself kind of is like a prince beat so it's not fully hip-hop r&b it's still it's kind of his like uh just that prince style onto like that early 90s frame which is a really weird mix that i never thought i'd ever hear but it's pretty good <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I think if Prince had done this on a Lynn drum machine, if that if that, that beat had been programmed on a Lynn drum machine, mm. instead of him, it sounds like he's playing a loop on drums. Like he's clearly played the loop live, and then he's just looping it on on something. Um, I'm going to guess he's probably still got his Fairlight at this point, so he's probably just looping it on the Fairlight. But if he hadn't have done that, if he'd have done it all on the Lynn drum machine, I think people might have like discovered this song and really enjoyed it. Um, but as it is, yeah, it has this really weird feel of Prince attempting to do a kind of 90s R&B type thing. And then also he has a lot of the kind of um, like he's doing the kind of talking like it's not even talk singing. This is not like rapping. It's kind of it literally is just him talking um, and kind of, you know, saying things and then kind of singing. Not Well, I don't know how I can say singing, but this, the word strange mm. but true kind of come up a few times. Obviously, that being the title of the song. But there's no real chorus to it. Like, it just—it's just him repeating the words "strange but too true." And then towards the end, he has the line, "Let's see what you can do." And then it just kind of repeats a little bit. Um, yeah. And he has this kind of all negativity bounce, which kind of comes in. Um, and I guess maybe that's part of the uh, his his feelings on the divorce, possibly. Uh, maybe, yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be really be until Rainbow Children that Prince would kind of um, characterize Maite as a banished one. Um, and the year before, you know, he'd, he'd released a song called The One, which Maite directed the video for. And, mm. you know, he'd even kind of gone on tour and, you know, she was with him on tour. Um, but, yeah, I just I think we're kind of looking at the end of Prince's marriage here. You know, like, I mean, when he said when he says it, like when he, like the opening kind of lines where he says, OK, let me say this quick before I start to cry. It's like 
what is he going on, Prince? What's happened? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, where, like, it feels like he's in a like really weird place, and then he's like, "You're the only one I gave it to, the one I fantasized for." Like, and he's tr- it's almost like he's trying to get Cry to rhyme with fantasize, which is really weird. Um, yeah, that I was not sure was supposed to be happening at that point. Like, when he says, "You're the only one I gave it to," I think that obviously. I mean, I don't know how anyone couldn't interpret that as being Maite. You know, like this, he's only ever been married twice, and this was the first time, and it was to Maite. So, you know, the the fact that he says the the only one I gave it to, it suggests that he's talking about his heart, and she was the only one that he's ever loved, which I think feels a little bit cruel on some of the girlfriends that he had in the eighties, because <laughs> he wrote a number of songs about them and how much he loved them. So, so, um, but yeah, like it, like it kind of to me that makes sense that he is talking to Maite. But also the fact that, you know, he's like, let me say this quick. Like, you know, if he doesn't kind of put it into a song like this, then he's never going to say these feelings. He's never going to get these feelings down. And so it's kind of interesting that he's... I mean, this is kind of... And in terms of everything that's on Rave, this is completely different to everything else that's on here. Like, everything else is very much kind of, um, you know, commercial. It's very kind of, like, radio-friendly. You know, it's nakedly Prince trying to make, get a hit. Um, you know, oh, which, yeah, was the yeah. point the, which was the point of the project, you know, was to kind of get Prince back on the charts. And this just feels like a very personal song that he put on there. And obviously, tellingly, you know, two years later, when he released Raven 2, this is the song that was left off. <laughs> like, <laughs> so it, it feels like maybe two years later, he reconsidered like the feelings that were in this song. And he was kind of maybe he'd moved on a little bit. Um, and of course, it is one of the few songs on this album where he actually says his his, his old name. Um, you know, so which again I also find quite interesting. Um, but yeah, you know, he's he's talking about you know where he says, um, you know, uh, time away from from you has taught me what I should have known that this hole I'm trying to fill with another yet yeah, it's grown, you know, and I got your package <laughs> when I tried <laughs> to write back I bailed, which suggests maybe he's reluctant to sign the divorce papers at this point. Um, you know, and then he says, you know, trying to express the future sometimes language fails. You know, this is like. Uh, this kind of feels like someone who's an artist trying to find a way of expressing, you know, through their art, how they feel about their current situation, um, you know, which is not something that I often apply to Prince songs. I try to avoid autobiography mm-hmm. because a lot of the times Prince kind of puts himself in the position of, you know, a character and he sings a song from the point of view of a character. So, you know, if you keep trying to apply Prince's life to every song, you're going to fail. But in this particular case, hmm. you know, it feels very much like this is someone kind of at the end of a relationship trying to figure out how they're dealing with their feelings about that relationship. And interesting that he chose, you know, this like this particular style. Like mm-hmm. it's not in a ballad, you know, it's not kind of like in a rock song. It's in this very kind of like sparse kind of like hmm. with different lyrics, you'd say almost maybe like a dance song, like the kind of the beat, you know. Oh, yeah, like like this. I could see like a... Like a remix of this that would be like a EDM or not EDM but like like a club remix like just, yeah but like the but the lyrics are it's weird because the lyrics are like kind of yeah you know, like you're you're saying like it's it's has a weirdly personal feel and it's kind of uh, downbeat and the music is very upbeat and so a club mix of this would be kind of strange. I guess, but then, you know, like, if you think about that song uh, by Everything But The Girl, where she talks about, you know, and I miss you, like the desert misses the rain, (laughs) like, that's a fairly downbeat statement, and it's in a dance song. So, I, you know, something kind of, like, remixed in the style of, of whoever did that remix for Everything But The Girl, but with this song, I could see that kind of working, because, 
you know, kind of really like kind of melancholy downbeat feelings can still be expressed in a dance song if you find the right remix. Um, yeah, that's true. But yeah, you know, Prince talks about uh, you know uh, the, those petty lies and alibis, those gold diggers chasing dreams of sovereign tie. Um, <laughs> they tried to come between you and me. So again, like it feels like Prince's. I mean, this second bit doesn't really feel like it is about Prince's life. Um, you know, because I don't think anyone came between Prince and Maite. Like, I don't think there was like a third person in that relationship. Um, I think mainly it was, you know, the loss of their child that caused the issues. Um, you know, and then, I, I mean, I guess that kind of makes sense with the cur a curse therein set forces mm -hmm. a, a chain of events. Like, maybe that's talking about the child. Um, you know, and of course he says, um, that freed me when I remembered where, where I was and who I am. The only prince that will ever rule this holy land. So, again, you know, it's rare that Prince says the word Prince during this kind of like six year period where he wasn't called Prince. So it's funny that he kind of puts it in there. But then, of course, we get a little bit religious. And, and you know, with the use of Holy Land, it then turns to, you know, Prince saying by the power invested in me by God. You know, it's like, OK, Prince, like, I don't know, which I guess I guess as well, kind of the power invested in me recalls like, you know, the marriage uh, vows. So, you know, there's a little echo of that. Yeah, that's that seems uh, not too religious, but Holy Land definitely is like uh, it's 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 a precursor to like uh, his his next few yeah. years. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, we have this kind of like, you know, you may be the one that lost me, but I found myself, um, it, you know, Prince obviously changed his name back to Prince the following year. So this kind of suggests, you know, there were kind of early hints of him thinking about that here, maybe being like, maybe I should change my name back. <laughs> like now that I'm now that I'm divorced and, yeah. you know, like kind of single, let's let's kind of go back to being Prince. Um, you know, and of course he kind of repeats, you know, he says himself and with these words, I will win, repeat them over and over again, you know, um, and then of course we get into this all negativity bows. Um, and then we get a lot of strange, but true, see what you can do. Um, you know, and then we have kind of like, uh, like, you know, a bit of a guitar solo, just kind of Prince, like adding more and more noises. And then we kind of get the repetition of strange, but true. Um, and then yeah, there's a part that sounds like maybe bagpipes. I'm not sure what it was supposed to be. It's probably some kind of synthesizer because it is just Prince on this track by himself. <laughs> so, um, you know, uh, yeah, I, 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 I'm guessing Prince is just playing around with some different sounds on synthesizers. You know, which is something that he used to do in the '80s quite a lot. And you know, as he got into the '90s and he started using you know full bands a bit more, he kind of abandoned that. So it's nice to hear him getting a bit more experimental here. Um, you know, particularly as this makes this this song sound a lot different to everything else that's on this album. Um, you know, even like just the fact that he's he's not singing the lyrics, he's just talking them like is I, I can't think. Of, yeah. I mean, I can think of other times where Prince has kind of done this talk rapping thing, but this isn't rapping. So this is probably yeah, the first I, time that we've just yeah. heard Prince kind of just talking on a song. I, I'm not sure what to think of it because it's not like the Rex Harrison horrible talk singing thing in like those old movies but it's like it, it feels like rapping at times but then the but then like the rhythm is like well it's not like it's not really like rapping it's not the lines aren't matching up that well so it's just it's this weird uh, like middle ground i mean it is almost close to something that i've mentioned on other prince tracks which is it is almost <laughs> a little bit slam poetry-esque like there's a little mm. bit of slam poetry kind of stuff. Like the fact that he's, you know, he does that kind of before I start to cry, the one I fantasize, like that kind of slightly odd rhyming structure just feels like something that would be, 
um, mm. you know, in some kind of slam poetry. Yeah, it's almost like the band Cake, but Cake was just the guy, like, talking, at least in, um, do you remember band Cake from the 90s? I do remember Cake, yes. Uh, what was there one? Uh, what, The Distance? Was, is that what you think of Yeah. That? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, that one is just, like, just him talking and not really rapping, and this is... And this is a little more musical than just talking. Yeah, I mean, like, obviously, Cake's cover of um, I Will Survive, it is kind of mostly him kind of in a monotone voice kind of talking, um, you know, talking the lyrics rather than singing them. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, the thing is, as well, is uh, this isn't Prince's talking voice. Like, Prince's talking voice is a lot softer than this. This is kind of Prince put... It's really weird because it's almost like he's putting on a voice to pretend to be talking... And it, this isn't really what he sounds like when he talks. If you've ever heard any Prince interviews, this this kind of isn't this isn't his main mm. speech pattern. So it's kind of weird that he's almost doing two different things of kind of being like, I'm going to talk it, but it's not going to be my normal voice. It's going to be a different voice. Um, but yeah, I don't I like it's such an odd kind of song to just kind of be, you know, kind of in the middle of the album. And, you know, not like nothing else on the album really has the same kind of feel as this. Um, you know, and I, you know, I'm struggling to kind of recall any songs after this point that are kind of mostly Prince just talking over a beat. And I think, you know, that's what kind of makes it interesting. Um, but also it makes it very hard to grade. Like I'm, you know, most of the tracks on this album, I've been kind of hovering around, you know, kind of three out of five. Some of them have been two out of five. Um, you know, but with this, I don't know. I mean, I think I would say three out of five, but I wouldn't say it's a bad three out of five. I just say it's hard to kind of. I don't know, like, the structure of it is so unusual that I can't really give it any higher than that because, um, you know, I'm not quite sure what Prince's aim was. <laughs> and then and then it just kind of turns into him repeating the words strange but true and then kind of, you know, kind of just ends. Like, the, it, like, it doesn't feel like it was ever building towards something and, you know, you can't really call the kind of structure, like, verse-chorus because there is no verse-chorus. It just seems to be, like, kind of stream of consciousness. But then at the same time, he seems to be... You know, like the stuff like known and grown and, you know, bailed and fails. Like he's still trying to rhyme stuff, but it, it can't feel like rap. So I don't know. It's just it's just a really hmm. kind of odd song, you know, kind of halfway through the album where you're like, I don't I'm not quite sure what Prince is doing. Um, yeah. I take it there are no covers of this. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, and the thing is, as well, Prince never he never performed it live. Um, you know, when he performed a handful of the other tracks live, you know, from this album, and the fact that he left it off Raven 2 as well, which is, you know, that, that again, like, that that was a, basically a remix album. So it's interesting that, you know, for a song that I I guess if you could just pick a part of it and put, a you know, like an EDM beat under it, you could have an easy remix. And yet it's the one track that was never remixed. Um, mm. You know, so I don't know. It's just it's just kind of weird that it's, it's just its place on the album just feels really odd. Um, you know, I guess if it had been a B-side or something, but... I don't know, like, even then, it, it would feel like a really weird B-side. Yeah, I'd go three out of five. It's, it's fine. It doesn't really move me. It's, yeah, it, yeah it, it's still, it's still fun to listen to, but it's not, it's not bad, but it's not terrible. It's not bad, but it's not, like, great either. I mean, it also feels a little bit like Prince settling scores. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it feels a little bit like him taking a shot. And, I, you know, for those songs, I can never 100% but get behind them because I'm like, I understand that Prince, you know, goes into the studio to express his thoughts on many things. But it's like, if you're going to be taking a shot at, like, your ex-wife, 
let's not put it on vinyl, you know, like, let's not make this permanent. Let's, you know, like, yeah. just kind of like, you know, maybe record the song and don't release it just so your feelings are kind of out of your system. But like putting it on a record just feels a little bit like, you know, too much like taking a shot. And it's it's like, I can't, I can't really go higher than a three because if you're taking a shot, then, you know, I don't think Maite deserves it. Like, you know, the marriage fell apart. Okay. But it doesn't, it doesn't need like, you know, revenge songs recorded about it to kind of make a point. Um, you know, which I guess maybe why he didn't bother remixing it two years down the line because maybe he saw that as well and he was like, I, you know, I've said it, yeah. I don't really need to kind of revisit it. Um, you know, yeah, if, you've, pro you've probably covered this before, but um, I take it Prince was a private person who, like, there's not uh, much about his personal life that is out there. Like, he seemed to keep to himself. Yeah, he was a very private person. Kind of almost to ridiculous lengths. And, you know, from, like, I don't know, 1981 till his death, he had bodyguards around him all the time, so people couldn't, mm. you know, kind of approach him. And You know, obviously, when he became a Jehovah's Witness, there was a lot of stories about him going door-to-door -door and stuff, but he still went door-to-door mm. -door with a couple of bodyguards down the end of someone's <laughs> path. Like, he, you know, he, mm. he kind of, he reached out and kind of was, you know, a bit more kind of public, but he was still very guarded. Um, you know, which yeah. is why I think people like to read stuff into his songs as well, you know, and you, you, just because there's so little kind of information about his personal life, you know, up until, you know, his death, then obviously people kind of got a bit more of an insight into, you know, what went on in Prince's life. Are there any biographies or any oh, there memoirs? Are, or? There are a ton of biographies. <laughs> like, oh, okay. yeah, like there's a lot of biographies that pretty much interview everybody but Prince. Um, you know, and I think about a year before his death, he, he announced that he was going to write a book, um, I think called The Beautiful Ones. I don't know if that's ever going to get released or how much kind of preparation he'd done in writing that or, you know, what the status of it was. Um, you know, but people are obviously looking forward to that because they would, you know, that would actually be Prince kind of, you know, coming out with, you know, stuff from his point of view. So anyway, I felt like we said about as much as we can about Strange But True. Yep. So let's go to plugs. Is there anything you wish to plug? Uh, yes, I have a podcast called High and Low, a Curse Off podcast, uh, where me and my co-host Joel, we uh, pick a Curse Off movie, pair it with another Japanese movie from the same year, and we um, talk about them. We random special episodes, like one on this guy named Joshishido, who got a, a plastic surgery to have um, his cheeks very puffy, so it looks like a chipmunk with like, acorns in his mouth. And, uh, yeah, so, oh, oh and it's so he could look like a tough guy and be in Yakuza movies, but it worked, and he just kept it for, like, 50 years. <laughs> so, yeah, you want to hear us talk about this Japanese cinema, a high and low, a curse off podcast, we're on Twitter, at high and low pod, and, um, I, I guessed on Flixwise Canada on occasion, that's a pretty fun film podcast worth looking into. And that's it. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast or you can email us, not sure why you would, at Prince Track by Track at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here, Spencer. You're welcome. And otherwise. Hey, hey, hey. Hello. Who is it? Yeah, this is the pretty name. Pretty.